What's up? What's up? Welcome back, everyone, to the NRL Hunter podcast brought to you by Six Hour. I am here with my good friend, Mr. Mark Bean. Mark, how are you, sir? I am fantastic, man. How about you? Oh, man, I'm still giddy over what happened this past week, man. <laughs> it was amazing. It was uh, awesome. Dude, there's so many different adjectives that come to mind. It's... um. It's hard to describe, but for all of you guys that are, are listening to, to this show, Mark and I did a podcast a little while ago, uh, a couple of weeks ago, whatever it was, and the topic of the show was his first elk hunt, and we promised everybody on that show that we would do a recap, good, bad, ugly, or indifferent, and uh, and so here we are today. So quick recap, Mark Bean, custom knife maker, Cool Beans Knives, uh just started hunting last year got a coos deer uh yeah. all dyi hit me up said travis i'm doing a dyi uh elk hunt if you want to come and hang out i told mark if i had time i would we made the time and so mark let's let's hear this story of what happened how was your elk hunt well let me just start off those that uh, may see my social media posting and stuff we're not eating tag soup <laughs> that's right baby so uh i guess probably a kind of a quick rundown of really what happened uh travis and my cousin keith out of socal came out to arizona to meet up with me uh we then took my camper up to the unit where we were hunting uh about a day and a half early i was running behind as usual um but we got up there and uh, proceeded to take a day to kind of scout around and see what we thought. Uh, once again, this is all new to me. And uh, realistically, everybody in the group was fairly new because it's a whole new environment, new area. Um, so kind of made a plan of what we were going to do opening morning. And uh, later that evening, before opening morning, my buddy Mike also showed up out of Arizona. Um, he does have a bunch of experience hunting. Uh, definitely not like your uh, guide or, you know, somebody who's just been hunting all his life as well. Um, unfortunately, my decision on where I wanted to spend opening morning was uh, a little bit of a bust. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, okay, we, okay, we so chose a spot. When you say bust, though, it wasn't, it wasn't a bust in the sense that that it was like our fault so to speak i i don't think it was our fault i think if we'd been up no. in that unit before in that, yeah. in that spot that you'd picked we would have known but we didn't right. know it's our first time there yeah we and that's the thing we we checked it out the night before and it all looked good and unfortunately when i stay up bus is we came rolling in opening morning and it was like new york city moved into the place I mean, there was just campers and people everywhere. Um, and so uh, I, unfortunately, it's like, all right, well, let's regroup and make a new plan and uh, had a plan in mind. And so we, we I guess, uh, long story short, to go execute that plan, we, we did see some cows that morning on our way in and went back to try and find them and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, realistically, I guess 
we were driving back in there and Mike happened to say, hey, we should glass that hill right there. And I don't know if anything you want to add to this, Travis, but that is where it all started to get really cool and rad. Um, as we, uh, we, we hiked about what, maybe a hundred yards off the road or so. I, I thought it was really interesting and, because we were all in your truck and we were just on that, that fire road or that access road, whatever. And, mm -hmm. uh, that hillside that Mike was like, let's just, you know, Hey, we should glass here. I'm like, in, in my head, I was like, okay, let's glass here. Cause you know, he's kind of adamant about glassing here. But yeah. my eye and my lack of experience, I was like, it didn't look like anything special. It didn't look like anything unique. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I was pretty hesitant because I'm looking at that terrain and saying, you know, even if we see something, dude, it's like so steep and far away. Like, yeah. what are we going to do if we see something? Right. That And that was my, that was my first thought to came to mind. I'm, I'm perfectly okay with hiking into places and uh checking things out but there just becomes a point where you're like dude there's no way we're gonna be able to get anything out of there even if there is you know right um but as soon as we sat down and all of us started glassing and then all of a sudden elk bugling like crazy i mean and we're all hearing it was just like a a symphony orchestra of elk bugling i mean just going nuts out there we're all i'm sure all of us are thinking the same thing like oh my god you know it's just a, the coolest thing ever you know just hearing all that stuff and so i'm sure that was driving us all to be glassing even harder and really uh you know we're all just like where is this coming from i'm sure you know right um, but uh and then you and mike all of a sudden you know hollering at me i mean we're what we're keith and i probably maybe 20 yards from you guys or something yeah, you guys went, we got, we kind of stayed up a little bit higher. You guys went down a, a little bit, like 20, 30 yards, if that, uh, and yeah. a little bit different angle to, to glass from, which is great. Yeah. But from where we were on the road, we were, we were glassing. And then I, I don't know if you know this, but I walked down further on the road to see a different angle. Okay. Um, And I didn't see a whole bunch. So I came back to, to where Mike was and Mike was yeah. like, I just saw something move in those trees. So I focused yeah. attention to that tree line and I, I kid you not, there was like a dozen cows that we first saw. And right. It was. Now keep in mind that, that that hillside is probably every bit of 12 to 1500 yards away at this point. It, yeah. I, I ranged it with those six, 10 Ks and it was about 1300 yards away. Right. Yeah. So it was quite a ways away. It, it was far. And so that's when Mike and I were like, get you guys get your asses up here you know we, we yeah. got eyes on elk yeah and, and it was the coolest thing watching those things it was like somebody turned the lights on the cockroaches came flooding away right it it, it was nuts because then all of a sudden you know we saw that the, that first group and then all of a sudden more cows started you know moving behind the timber line or in the tree line or whatever wow. and it was like okay why are there so many cows right there and they're starting yeah. to move and and then all of a sudden um i think i think you went back down to grab your bag so that we could move and all yeah. of a sudden I, did you see the bull i i just saw the tail end of things uh, okay uh, yeah so that that bugling we heard was yeah. a big bull chasing a cow and all of a sudden mm -hmm. we saw the the main herd move 
And then we saw this one cow kind of by herself. And we saw this massive bull right behind her. And yep. I just got so excited. I was like, oh my God, this is yeah, this is epic. It, it was like a National Geographic film. I mean, it was the coolest thing ever, right? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was so we, we got to experience, I guess, the, the cool part that a lot of people want to see, right? The, the stuff in action, the stuff going on. Right. Um, and then it was like, okay, well, they're headed from where we were. They were headed directly west. And so all of us are like, we 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 started looking at our maps, like how how can we get closer west of where it was? And that's when we uh, we found another kind of little tuft of a trail that my truck barely fit in, but I didn't <laughs> care. I, I was like, I'm driving a brand new truck, but at this point, I don't give a shit about scratches. Like, let's just get in there, right? Right. And it's like, <laughs> so we get under where the road ends and. Uh, we, we start hiking through these just groves of just super thick aspen trees that are, you know, two to three inch diameter trees that are, you know, and you're trying to go through all this stuff with your gear on. And I don't know, there's probably a couple hundred yards of that. And then it opened up into like a hillside that was. Uh, yeah, but even getting, even getting through those aspens through that little that little section there yeah. was probably that was the start of us climbing over close to 200 plus trees i mean oh God, there were yeah. so many down trees in that aspen grove that we were ducking and crawling and, and jumping yeah. over. i mean it was it was an obstacle course it wasn't just a forest it was an obstacle right. course and that was the that was the thing so up in that area we're in back in 2011 there was a massive fire that rolled through there and so there's a ton of deadfall so you you've got all this thick aspen brush uh if you're not dealing with that you're dealing with really steep up and down and at the same time uh at the same time we're also climbing over all these dead tree trunks and tree fall um so and it wasn't like you climb over a tree and walk 10 15 yards and climb over another and it was like you climb over one you take two steps you climb over one yeah. you take two steps i mean it was just constant so um, those, uh, those that know me, I'm, I'm not really built for hiking. So you can understand why I'm just getting this stuff's just kicking my butt. I mean, it was like <laughs> kicking my butt, but so we, we come into this like big open area and it's just this massive bowl, uh, about a mile across a real deep Canyon bowl. And we can see the edge of the hill where those cows ran towards and all of us know kind of where there are so we we're kind of like trying to get a vantage point so we can start seeing if we can find these things um and then after a little bit it was seriously like that terrain just came to life i mean there was just all of a sudden it's like oh there's a cow over here oh there's one over here and then you guys start hiking up the hill <laughs> and well, keep, we, we wanted yeah. another vantage point yeah yeah, and then all of a sudden, you guys, what were those uh, two cows maybe 20 yards in front of you? All of a sudden, yeah. and there's, you, know, you guys are having a stare down. I'm like, cousin, uh, the first time he's ever experienced anything like this as well. And, of course, you know, he's sitting there just scared. Oh, my God, these <laughs> things are going to mow me down, you know? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> but so here I am, you know, running back and forth. Okay, which one do I shoot? Which one do I shoot? Trying to figure out and... And all of a sudden, uh, that's when we uh, seen one coming out of the bottom of that canyon. It was, I think when we first saw it, it was like 
375 yards or so. And so I, of course, get my tripod set up, throw a shooting bag on it and get situated from the, on the tripod. And uh, once it, uh, of course, it, it kept going straight up the hill. So all I had, I could see it was his back and its butt. And then another one all of a sudden came into view and stopped and went broadside. And that's, well, that's how fast it ended. I shot her. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, it, it, she did move into some aspen uh, trees. And of course, uh, you know, you got Travis behind me, shoot her again, shoot her again. It's like, another, let another one fly. And uh, that's when the work started. <laughs> well, it, it was crazy because, you know, you, you got down into your shootings position before Keith and I were able to get all the way to you. So I wasn't able to see, like I saw in the distance, I saw things moving, but I had no idea which one you were actually aiming for. And right. when you were in position to take your shot, I just, I just kind of, Keith and I just stopped and we were probably about 15, 20 yards away from you. Yeah. And, um, and so I just started filming. I'm like, okay, camera, get the camera out. Just, I can't do film mark. I can't see the animal film mark, get something right. And, right. Um, and so, yeah, Mike was helping you out. You, I heard the shot. I heard that first shot. I mean, it was like, it like echoed through that Canyon, through that bowl. Oh yeah. Um, it was slow motion too, man. I never saw a 400 yard shot. It takes so long to hit something. <laughs> it was, it was cool. And then, and then um, I think uh, Mark had, or I'm sorry, I think Mike had confirmed that it was a good shot. Yeah. And then I, I had asked you, is it still standing? And you're like, somebody said, yes. I don't, yeah. I don't remember. It was. Or whatever. And, and so I was like, shoot it again then. If it's still standing, keep shooting it till it goes down. I didn't want to well, chase after it. Well, the, the one that was walking in front of it bolted as soon as I hit the one I hit. And then it the one i hit just it, she just stood there in the aspen trees just standing there and that's when now obviously when we found her it's not like she could move much because <laughs> but but it was one of those things yeah i hit her again and then she was down so um but it was just oh man that talk about just an exciting rush of a short amount of time, right? While while that all went down, it was yeah. like, oh my goodness, like it was insane. Um, and to shoot that off a tripod like I did, and it was a really steep angle too. It was probably every bit of, oh, I'd say 18 to 20 degree angle downhill. I mean, it was pretty steep. Yeah. Um, so that that was just really cool. Uh, once again, a little the little shameless plug thing. NRL Hunter teaches you <laughs> things, guys. Get out there and shoot it um but yeah so and the cow is only 420 yards away but how long did it take us to actually get down there and get that thing i mean well that was crazy but before we get into that part okay yeah. i want to know how you felt now that you had shot your first elk i mean what were, was there any emotions that were i mean you were happy and i could tell that you were happy um and excited but I mean, how was that moment? Do you, do you remember? Um, it was, uh, I don't know how to truly explain it uh, other than, oh my God, I just did this and it happened. Like it was just, um, 
it was just it was such an exciting feeling but i i think there was also part of it is like that oh shit now what do i do you know, type <laughs> right. of thing. You know what's next guys I, I thought about it and figured out to get to this point okay now what you know um and there was just so much stuff going through my mind and i i think i was just overly excited i mean i was literally like a kid getting a puppy on christmas morning right it was just like you're just <laughs> i don't know how to explain it other than that i mean it was just the 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 biggest rush ever just knowing that that just happened and i i think i was scared knowing that okay now all of a sudden i'm looking at everything around us going how are we going to get that thing out of there how are right. we going to do all the, you know so there was there was also a lot of uh, unknown going through my brain as well right like it just all that stuff combined um and then the look on all your guys's faces was also really cool i mean everybody all you guys were just like wow that just happened he just pulled it off you know <laughs> and it was like eight o'clock in the morning it was like the day it just started wow. yeah it, it I went from being crushed about the spot that I wanted to start at to two hours later, shooting a cow, like being done on opening morning, yeah. you know? Um, and so that, uh, that, that was definitely cool. Um, I can't wait to do it again sometime. I mean, I really can't wait, you know, it's, I will say that I will be a lot better prepared um <laughs> well, hold on hold on before we, we, we recap it what do we so you shot the elk yeah right? we hung out for like 15 20 minutes just to make sure you know yep. it, it taking its last breath yeah um and then mike and keith ran back ran some of our unnecessary gear back up to the truck correct and you yep. and i went to go and find the actual deer or i'm sorry the actual elk yeah Right. So from where we were to get across to that yeah. other canyon, I mean, that in itself was a mission. So we couldn't hike straight to it. We had to actually hike around the edge of the of where we were and come down from another direction because the brush was so thick. So we couldn't just right walk straight to it. So, I mean, it was like I say, even though the thing was only 420 yards away, it was, I mean, we had to walk probably three quarters of a mile to get to it. I mean, it was, it was, you know, that much extra because we had to go around the edge, I guess, not, not the top edge of that bowl, but around far enough to get over that, around that really rough, thick stuff, you know? Right. Uh, and it wasn't like it was easy. So we're still, as we're doing this humping over all these deadfall trees and, and everything. I mean, it wasn't like you're just walking casually. I mean, you're, <laughs> you're humping over up and down over, you know, in between all this other garbage that's laid down. Uh, so yeah. And then it was, uh, it was interesting how hard it was to find that thing because she was inside this tuft of Aspen trees and once you get around to the other side, of course, everything looks exactly the same. Right? No, no, no. It was it was it. No, no, it was this one. No, it was this one. And unfortunately, I I think uh, the as awesome as those Sigbonos were, I think some some wrong buttons were hit or something, and it didn't locate 
exactly where it was. It just gave us the shooting position where we shot it from. So um, uh, that's probably user error, and I was the user. Yeah, it, it wasn't I, I nobody was, for that. So the only thing that saved my butt is uh, my buddy Anthony uh, from Phoenix Shooting Bags had told me when he showed me my first time deer hunting. It's like no matter what you do, always take a picture from your shooting position of where that animal is in the dirt, you know, something pointing at the animal or something indicating so that you can reference it. Well, so I went and I did that before we left. Thank goodness. And so I sat there studying that picture, even though it wasn't real clear, I studied it enough to say, okay, it's gotta be over here. And, I, and we were able to find it that way. So, well, um, I mean, you found it and yeah. how you found it. I have no idea because that <laughs> elk was literally in the middle of an aspen brush or you mm. know like a, a pile little cluster of trees and yeah like it was it, it was very well hidden hidden like it had bedded down right you know she was she was in there i i'm not entirely sure how i saw it either i just saw that little brown tuft of fur as i was kind of getting close to it yeah uh. Uh, and then you got all excited. I found it. <laughs> oh, she was in there. And of course, the way she laid down too, her legs were all intertwined in those little trees and all that stuff. And so it was four of us pulling on a <laughs> rope around the neck to get her out of there. And keep in mind, this, this thing is also, not only is she in this really rough country, but it's super, super steep. So the whole time we're having to, you know, on this hillside. And and I don't know if that's normal for this stuff or not. It may be in this country. It is for sure. But yeah, that thing was, that just added to the work of things, right? Because you're, you're trying not to fall down the hill. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're constantly so, working on keeping your balance and making sure things don't roll down you yeah. know, to the next deadfall or whatever. Um, so that was, uh, that was definitely Obviously, the first part of it, the work is finding her, and then, excuse me, uh, once we did, then it was like, all right, well, I guess, you know, I kind of uh, got a few pictures and whatnot, and then then it was just a matter of getting started. So, uh, Travis, you've had some experience with skinning some animals and, and uh, getting the meat off of them. Mike has had plenty of experience doing that stuff, so it was... Uh, Let's get out this selection of cool beans knives and uh, <laughs> start going to work. You know, no, it was, wow. it was awesome. I mean, so you know, one of my traditions when I hunt, which we did it on your hunt, is the the person that's actually hunting that pulls the trigger on that animal is the first person to touch it, and and that's what yep. you did. Yep. Um, and I know that you are super excited to learn how to do everything. So. Yeah. Mike, uh, Mike actually kind of helped show you how to get things started and you made the first couple of cuts. Yeah, I, I did. Um, I wanted to cut a lot more of that. However, by this point here, I am like, I was so spent and, uh, so I did as much as I could and it was just like, um, Mike actually did do a lot of the work. Thank goodness. You know? The old man Clements freaking kicked all our asses all the way around with that stuff. Seriously, <laughs> but uh, it, it's it was one of those things. I definitely got to learn a lot. Um, 
you know, cutting the back straps out. And those, it, it was very similar to the deer that I did last fall. It's just bigger, just a lot bigger. Yeah. Right. Um, and so I really wanted the hide from this, my, my first animal. So we skinned this thing and then, and then did a gutless method on, on a downward me. slope <laughs> in deadfall <laughs> next to all so we had lots of <laughs> we had lots of paracord tying this thing up in different directions to make sure things did what we wanted um <laughs> and uh we pulled it off i mean it was one of those things so so we worked on this thing for quite a while um i got to try out different shapes of knives and and how they do and everything which was really cool uh from somebody that makes the stuff right uh, to, to be able to tell people, Hey, this works good. This works good. I like this. I didn't like that. But anyway, um, we get this thing, we got all the quarters off, we got all the neck meat and the brisket and all the, you know, tenderloins and back straps, all this stuff now hanging in the trees. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, how are we going to get this stuff out of here? Um, and we're sitting here talking about deboning all the meat, uh, to make things lighter because at this point we are now, uh, I think I was like one, I, I was looking, it was like 1.6 miles in of this really nasty, just uphill terrain that we would have to get back to the truck. And as we're, I, I don't know if it was as we were finishing cutting this thing up or if we're sitting there talking about it, all of a sudden we've seen a side-by-side -side on a road that was about probably close to a half mile away from us. Um, at the bottom. Yeah. At the very bottom of this thing. Right. And as, as far down as we were, we were not at the bottom of this canyon yet. Um, and so we start looking at the maps and there's just this faint, faint old logging road that at one point was in use there. Uh, and uh, I just made the decision because we, we tried to call a guy to get some mules in, but we couldn't get out even with the sat phone. Uh, for some reason, we just didn't hear back from the guy or whatever. And so I was like, screw it. I'm getting my truck in there. I am just getting it in. So we decided to, uh, instead of deboning everything, we went ahead and overloaded all of ourselves and, uh, made one trip to the bottom of this Canyon. Yep. The, <laughs> to where we get the truck in. And thankfully, uh, my cousin Keith and I hiked back to the truck and got carefully in there without tearing up my brand new pickup, you know, um, and we're able to get all this stuff out. Now, we, uh, just to kind of give anybody an idea, I mean, I shot this thing at eight o'clock in the morning. We didn't roll back into camp until almost five, about five o'clock in the evening. Yeah. So it was quite the amount of work in the all day ordeal. So, uh, for those of you that have not hunted elk before, like in the position I was in, just be prepared that you're going to be working a lot until you get to relax <laughs> um so we get we get everything loaded up and we get out and we head back to camp and uh um that was time to get the meat hung in the trees because it was cool enough we could let everything cool overnight and uh and then it was time to celebrate with some uh backstrap medallions and some whiskey and that's what we did so we yes we did we cooked we pan fried up some uh some milk backstrap and God, that stuff was so good. Um, and there is some, there's some in the sous vide cooker right now that <laughs> we're eating for dinner. So, um, but uh, I, I'm not sure what else to add to that up to this point. 
Um, you know, of course we were all just beat. We were just done. So oh, we, God. we went ahead and, uh, did our best to sleep in. Like we, we went to bed kind of early. Um, I, I was, I was the first in bed. I'm not gonna, I'm not, ashamed. <laughs> I, I was the first in bed. <laughs> yeah. We, so we crashed out. Um, and then the next morning it was like, uh, you know, let's cut this thing up and start processing it. So thanks to the uh, help of Travis here, uh, we, he showed me how to break that thing completely down. Now it is not butcher like quality or named properly or whatever. I don't give a crap. I'm going to eat it. Right. Um, but we, uh, we cut up and vacuum sealed and processed that whole thing in camp. Uh, the only thing that would, that didn't get done was the grinding for the burger. And, uh, I'm actually almost done with that. Nice. Uh, nice. <laughs> two more bags to go. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say, Travis. I mean, it was for for a first hunt experience. How could it have gone any better? If you shot it next to a road. <laughs> no, no I, I'm totally, totally just messing around. I, I, I mean, what what's impressive to me is... Mm -hmm. It was literally like you and Keith had gone out a couple of times before scouting the area so you'd become comfortable with it. And mm -hmm. from Mark's house to where we were hunting was about four, four and a half hours, something like that, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, four and a half hours. Four and a half hours. Um, so you had put together a lot of time and effort in getting to know that area. And yeah. then when we got up there, we did some more scouting. We put together a game plan. But the whole thing is, is we did this as a group by ourselves yes. without any quote unquote professional help yeah. um, just by figuring it out. Do you know, you guys did most, I mean, I, I'm not, I didn't do any of the research. I came up and said, Hey, I'm, I'm I'll contribute with whatever knowledge I have whenever yeah. it's needed, but I'm here just to be supportive and, and help carry shit out, help carry, you know, do whatever I need to do. Yeah. The research and, you know, the, the friends that you had that helped kind of give you some pointers uh, while you're yeah. doing scouting. I mean, it was a, a group effort, but you guys really, I mean, it was really a do-it-yourself hunt. It I mean, was. And awesome. the coolest part is that amongst the four of us that went, I felt like all four of us had something to contribute, right? All four of us, it was like a group effort. Um, and that was... So, to me really cool it was just more importantly we all had fun we all just laughed and carried on and and just had a blast right um and that was to me i think the camaraderie side of things was just amazing like we yeah. you know there there was never a dull moment you know it was just all fun um and we're all doing things and learning from each other and and uh well, i feel like all of us get to walk away with i mean that you know oh for sure the, i mean a perfect example of that is i had an opportunity to meet your your cousin who lives 20 minutes from me yeah and he and i are hitting it off we we talked last night and yep. you even told me i mean we've been back a couple of days he already went out and got his hunting license yeah <laughs> I mean, that's freaking huge right <laughs> i know he's he's all into the you know seeing seeing the uh fun side of it and it really does it, it's it is just that opportunity to really uh, 
get in with nature and get in, you know, away from society per se, right? Right. Um, and the chance to put a buttload of meat in your freezer. Holy cow, I gotta let meat in my freezer. You um, a ton of meat in your freezer. <laughs> so I guess uh you know, as far as that goes, I encourage anybody that's never done this before to get out and do it. Um, get out, learn your systems, learn your gear, and just use it. Make it happen. Um, we, uh, like, it's, you know, I, I just don't feel like it, like I said, it could have gone any better. Um, I honestly can't. I, I'd do it all over again in a heartbeat. Like, I can't wait to do it again. And oh, I would probably put in for that unit from here on out even if i don't get drawn it's like i i feel like now that i've kind of gotten to know that area i'm i'm gonna stick with that area because you know it just seems to me like the right thing to do instead of bouncing around and yeah um, you know trying to learn something new every time just you know stick with it and that area is absolutely beautiful oh it's the country is just breathtakingly gorgeous um i do have some cool pictures and stuff i need to post up on the on the Instagram and whatnot. Um, and, you know, I don't know uh, if it's cool to do, but I kind of want to, you know, throw a couple plugs at a few people that did. Yeah, also. please. Um, like I said, my buddy, Anthony Stallone, Phoenix Shooting Bags. Uh, guy is just full of a wealth of information, just super helpful, um, knows the stuff, and his shooting bags are incredible. Like, that's what I used on this one. Uh, stuff rocks. Um and then my dude, Kevin Gibbons from Gibbs Arms, another super, super helpful dude. Uh, once again, they're big time hunter guys in the uh, um, rifle building world. They do a lot of AR stuff, but uh, big time hunters. Um, of course, you know, the NRL hunter, just a big help. I, I can't stress that enough. Just getting you in those situations to know what to do in a fast manner, right? That's That's the most important is no matter what you think and how prepared you are, if you get into the situations like the NRL Hunter provides where it makes you think quickly and just know what to do, know what gear that you have is going to make it fast and easy, right? How, right. I mean, for me to just go from like, okay, I was going to take one shot. I was getting ready to go prone on a log to, oh, screw that, throw the glass on the ground and get on the tripod, you know? Um, it just, it helps be able to deploy that stuff and be able to do it in a quick, timely manner. Uh, I like to think that you've got time and opportunity while you're hunting, but when those animals are walking, those things are huge. They cover ground fast yeah. and they will make, you know, that if you're not fast enough, it can go from a 400 yard shot to a 600 yard shot within a matter of, you know, less than a minute. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it's just important as heck. I mean, it, it, to, to be able to do that. Um, I could go on and on about all the, the gear and stuff we use, but that's like the, you know, those guys are so helpful. I mean, you, you know, check out their stuff and whatnot. They, like I said, they, they're super, super helpful. Um, but you know, it's, yeah, now that, I mean, <laughs> where else do you go besides figuring <laughs> out recipes, right? Well, um, that that's a perfect segue because people always ask, you know, yeah, they ask me because we I like to post food pictures and that kind of stuff. You guys are always making me hungry. <laughs> you and Brittany food pictures, man. <laughs> uh, 
but that you know that's next you just said you had some some elk in the souvé what do you make yeah. what's you know tell us because as so a, got, i'm you know doing it i got some backstrap steaks in there um travis had kind of briefed me on a recipe that that him and Brittany like and that uh i went ahead and took some fresh garlic cloves and i kind of cut some little tiny slits throughout the uh, steaks and i put slivers of garlic cloves in these little holes per se in the meat right and then i went ahead and vacuum sealed them again and uh, put them in a sous vide cooker um i have it sitting at 130 degrees so uh apparently elk is just a couple degrees less than what you like your beef steaks at right um now i have it at 130 that doesn't mean that's what it's at that's just my my sous vide cooker tends to make a perfect medium rare beef steak at 133 degrees so it may be slightly a bit different right so uh the plan is is that when it comes dinner time is to get the griddle just really really hot and sear all the sides of those uh, steaks with just butter uh, normally i'll use like some uh, olive oil but i think i'm just gonna use butter nice. um and then like Travis described is to uh, keep drizzling the butter on top of the steaks and then finish them with some fresh thyme and some butter drizzle on the plate. So I'm excited. It sounds so simple. Of course, I'll uh, just before I uh, sear them, I will put some salt and pepper on them. Right. Um, but as simple as it sounds, I mean, it, man, I can't wait for dinner. I'll uh, those I'll finish those with some uh, roasted uh, asparagus with olive oil and salt and pepper on them and some garlic uh, minced garlic on top of that as well nice. and uh, you get the asparagus just to that point where it just starts to get crispy on the tips oh it's money right Absolutely. so dude you're making I, me hungry <laughs> i can't wait to see what the family thinks about this elk um i know i'll like it because i eat anything but you know it's uh i got 14 year old twin girls man they <laughs> they might <laughs> They get picky about things, um, so uh, I'm excited to uh, try that out. I I will be uh, looking for more recipes on the stuff uh, just to try things out. Um, so I, I know Travis, you and Brittany are a wealth of recipes for this stuff, and I will definitely be trying a lot of the stuff you guys uh, give me. Absolutely, you know I don't know where else to go from that. I mean, it's like. How else do you cook it that gets any better? I mean, it's Dude, lean, healthy meat. Brittany's done lasagna. She's done spaghetti. She's done tacos. She's done empanadas. She's, I mean, she, she's done uh, shepherd's pies, oh, man. Uh, burgers, uh, burgers. The burgers, you add um, add breadcrumbs and egg yolk to, to give it a little bit of uh, stickiness so the meat sticks together yeah. a little bit. Elk has zero, you know, next to zero fat in it. Um, right. So it's super, super lean meat. But dude, there's so many things that you can do with elk. It's it's amazing. I would, I would truly be surprised if you guys continued to buy uh, ground beef, you know, while you have elk I, in the freezer. So. Um, I, it's gonna be a while before we have to, of course. I mean, dude, there's there's got to be fifty pounds of ground meat out there yeah there's at uh, least yeah i mean it, it's and then not to mention all the roasts and steak 
you know, I can't wait. Now I'm going to, uh, as soon as I'm done finished, I got that last little bit to grind up. Um, I'm actually more excited right now too, to make some jerky. I, uh, Travis brought some antelope <laughs> jerky and some deer jerky from his stash on this trip. And it's all gone now. Like <laughs> that antelope jerky that it was a pepper jerky was so freaking spicy. <laughs> oh, dude. But my wife, uh, I had that stuff left over. My wife actually ended up taking more of it. I didn't even get to eat a bunch of it. She was sitting there snacking on it. it was like, nice. She loved it, you know? So um, the jerky, I, and there's just so many things. I, I, I know there's a lot of ways to, to, sear this stuff and use different like jam sauces and you know like apricots and different yeah. things um i am excited to be trying out different things uh especially when you've got enough meat there that you're like okay if i waste this little bit and it doesn't taste that great i'm still gonna eat it because i killed it and it's like i'm proud of it right <laughs> i mean I don't know how you feel since you've started eating meat that you've harvested, that you've killed. Yeah. But to me, it just feels, it feels so much more rewarding and valuable to be eating something that I did myself. It it does. And that goes, that's part of the whole thing with processing it ourselves. That makes me feel even better about it. I didn't have to take this thing to a butcher and have them do things or nothing no man we literally from the hoof all the way to the freezer to the dinner table nobody else has touched us right you know and that to me does mean a lot um and i will say there's nothing wrong if you want to take your stuff to a processor and get done there's there's nothing wrong after doing this i'll never do that right i i mean it doesn't make any sense to me why yeah. not take a couple of hours that it takes to break that down um, I, and just I, I do agree. it? I mean, so, you know, my first elk I took to a butcher because I, I knew nothing about it. Right. Um, and I got back a ton of meat. I, I mean, I'm that was late, like December 2020, something like that. And I'm still eating elk. I, I have some defrosting right now for dinner tonight. Yeah. Um, but then after that, I, you know, I just self-taught how to butcher everything, watched all kinds of YouTube videos, the butcher bros, Steve Ranella, whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I'm just going to try this. And, and even if I don't get the cuts perfect, it's still edible, you know, and I'm not, it's not going right. to the restaurant. Who cares? Right. We're not showing this stuff off. And you're right. You're hundred percent. I, you know, and that's the way I feel about it. I'm, I mean, if I can, if it's the usable sizes that I want and I can do it and realistically i mean just basics for anybody wanting to try it out and start paying attention to stuff i think the basic thing is looking at the grains of the meat once you separate it apart and you get the the pieces if it's long like long ways grains make it a roast if it's or i'm sorry long ways grains you can cut it into steaks because you're going to go across the grains for steaks and long ways you would use those for roast i mean it's really simple to figure out for the most part yeah. right i i think it's more the intimidation of messing up that keeps people right. from doing it but like i i when you and i first started breaking yours down i said hey here's the line here's a line and here's a line those are where you start making your cuts yeah and 
it's surprising how, you know, once you cut into those areas, everything kind of separates itself and you're just helping yeah. it along. But yeah. after, after the first one, you, you know, you're pretty much good to go on your own, you know? Um, yeah. It, you, really, you just cut the fat and the silver skin off and you're done. I mean, it, yeah. it's not. Um, now, now pro tip is if you're going to butcher your own meat and you can get it almost frozen, not frozen, but almost frozen, it's a lot easier to get that silver skin <laughs> and fat off. Cause yeah. our first one was, was pretty damn cold and it, you know, it was pretty, it was a lot easier than the last ones. Let's just say that. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was warming up a little bit um, yeah. um, by the time we got the last one for sure. Um, but yeah, so that, that's, uh, that's a big thing. And uh, also real quick, I just want to throw in there. So I, I took my hide over to my buddy, Cody Harstock. He's a, uh, him and his dad own Southwest wildlife taxidermy in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, great, great guys. I love them guys. They're awesome. Anyway, good uh, well, Cody is <laughs> my, my hide to them and, uh, everybody, a lot of people told me to salt the hide, get it, fold it up and then get it cold. Right. Uh, they said, don't salt it. They said, just get it cold right away. Okay. Uh, um, and they would salt it after they trim, unless you're down to what they call the blue skin, which is all the stuff completely off of it. They said, that's when you salt it. Just so you know, uh, they said that's an old myth. So they said, just get it cold and get it, you know, get it to them cold, frozen cold or whatever. And then don't, don't salt it by the way. So um, <laughs> he, he looked at you, he looked at you like, what the hell is this? <laughs> uh, dude, I, so I salted it when we were up there. Cause we had salt, right? Yeah. And, uh, folded it up nice, put it in a bag. And then when I got home, I opened it up and resalted it again, just to make sure. And then I put it in the freezer right. and took it home on, on Monday. Um, and apparently the, uh, tanneries are pretty backlogged so it's gonna be like 10 months before i get that back yeah that's but nice. whatever i i just i don't care i wanted it it was my first hide yeah. i want <laughs> so um but uh yeah well that, yeah. that that's good to know about the salt because i thought that if you could not freeze it that you had to salt it but that if you could freeze it you didn't have to and we had no and maybe that's yeah we didn't have a way to freeze it well we're up there i mean yeah. it was just cold right right so I don't, oh, I don't know. I was like, yeah, we have to salt it. Yeah, I don't know. I I was just told next time don't salt it. So okay. um and, and if those are the guys that are, you know, because I have no reason to take my stuff to anybody else because they're friends of mine. Right. Uh, and they do great work. Yeah. Oh, amazing work. I mean, <laughs> every time you go into that shop, it's like looking at a natural animal museum. I mean, it's just the neatest stuff ever. Yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, just just FYI, I I guess maybe just check with whoever you're going to take your stuff to, and ask them, right? Right. Um, but yeah, dude, I I'm I I don't know what else to say to this, Travis. I mean, it's uh, I will say that uh, your elk hunt is coming up, and uh, I am super looking forward to it. I I am too. I'm I'm looking forward to it, but I'm a little. I'm a little bit nervous, you know, the, that hunt, everyone keeps telling both of us that that hunt is a super, super hard hunt. Right. And people told us that your hunt was tough terrain. 
Yeah. Um, so I'm like, you know, if it's, I'm just, I just hope that it's not like a, a 10 mile hike out with the, an elk on our back that we have to do three times, you know? Oh my goodness. I know. I, I think the people that like hiking the elk out with, with you gave yeah. a whole new respect for the people that, that do that, that, you know, cover yeah. miles upon miles. Cause we didn't have to go far, but it was, it was work. The hard, hardest part was the downfall. If there was no downfall, it would have been pretty easy. Oh, dude, just high, humping over all those down trees. And I, I was way overloaded on my pack. Um, I mean, you had, you had what, a, a, the hide and a quarter. I had a rear quarter and a hide in my pack plus all my gear. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I was way overloaded, probably pushing the limits of what that pack was made for. Right. Um, but you know what? I moved slow and, uh, you know, we talked about trekking poles prior. Um, if I hadn't had my trekking poles with me, I couldn't have done it because yep. I wouldn't have been able to keep my balance and hold myself up. Yep. There was um, at least three or four times that those trekking poles kept me from falling over at least. Right. Uh, it, it, those things are lifesavers. So, uh, I will always now keep those in my hunting gear. Um, yep. Because it's just, you know, and, and just think about from the aspect of you end up getting so tired and you're just beat down, but you got to keep going. You got to keep moving. Um, it's just one more thing to help get yourself, you know, keep yourself upright. Um, there is, I don't know if you saw it because you and your cousin were ahead of me while yeah. we're, when we were going downhill. But if you remember, there was a point where, where I was like, how far is the road? It, mm -hmm. it, it's like it's right there because when I, when I asked that my um my back like I don't I don't think I had my bag set right my backpack set right for the meat shelf on me yeah um but I you know I was taking a break and I was holding on onto those poles and all of a sudden my back was just like on fire and right I, I was like how far you know how far are we going and you're like it's just right there and I was like thank God. <laughs> I, I was about to say, like, you know, I'm taking 15. I'm sitting down and, and right. <laughs> you do what you want. I'm sitting down, but it was Dude. I and climbing over climbing over all those trees. I mean, that was a yeah. whole exercise I've never I never done before, you know. <laughs> it was uh it was an eye opener, um, I think for all of us. Uh you know, uh my cousin is obviously, I mean he's he's a lot skinnier than us and easier moving through stuff. And then yeah. old man Clements, Mike, he, uh, God, that freaking old man. He just, he kicked all of our asses. That dude, that guy he was, did. he even uh, found the badger hole and still beat us down. <laughs> I know. We start leaving with all our gear from to head down the hill. We're all packed up and all of a sudden Mike sinks into a hole and <laughs> can't even move his legs down inside of a badger hole. It was like, thank God there was no badger in there. Yeah. That could have been bad. That would have been real bad. Um, and, uh, but yeah, like, like it was, it was pretty fun though. I mean, I just, oh man, I, I hope that we get the opportunity to do that again. And, uh, it'd be really cool if all of us were able to get together again. So, um, Absolutely. to do that, I mean, uh, you know, your, uh, your hunt is too far of an area to get Mike to go with us on that one. Um, but we're, uh, I, Dude, we can do this. We got this. Uh, yeah. I I mean, yeah. I'm not scared by any means. You know, it's going to be an adventure. It's going to be fun. Uh, Keith said that he may try to come out. 
Um, Nick Owens from Owens Armory said that he's going to try to come out and hang out for a little while because that's, you know, kind of in his backyard. And and then one of our yeah. other buddies, uh, Tyler Krantz from up there who uh, is in that area, said he's going to come out and help out for a couple of days. So we should, you know, yeah. we should have plenty of plenty of help. And uh, Nick Owens said that if uh, if he's not working on the day that we we harvest that elk, you know, and we need him, he has uh, mules or donkeys, whatever that he'll bring in too. So we'll we'll be fine. I got another buddy too that if he's around, he'll run up with his mules. Yeah, uh, if Nick can't and uh, and he's around, you know, because it, it's that country you're going to be in. I think we are going to have to be hiking in quite a bit. Yeah, um, and then it's just going to be a matter of how to get it out if we if you get one, you know. It, it it'll be interesting because I've only shot a cow. Yeah, we didn't have to hike that one out. We shot or you shot your cow. We had to hike that one out. Yeah, if we have to hike out a bull. That's that's a, a lot for i mean it is there there will be multiple trips for sure yeah so i mean the people that that do it all every year year after year man kudos yeah. to you guys you guys are yeah. you get your animals man <laughs> yeah that's that's crazy and, and wow i just you yeah. found respect man yeah it it is i i uh it makes me want to do it more though like it really it, it makes me want to just all right, that was cool, and we did it. So, how can we get farther in and get something cooler, just to have more right. bragging rights and talk about it? You know, it's like um, you got I mean, the bug, bro. Class. I'm just saying, <laughs> you got the bug, bro. No, I, oh man, I I wish I would have started this 20 years ago when I was younger. You know, right? I it would just, I can imagine doing it all your life and just knowing the ins and outs of it. Um, right. But uh, no, dude, I I really just don't know what else to add to that. I mean, it's. Uh, I think that was great. I think that was awesome. I mean, it was uh, it was an epic adventure for sure. Yeah. Something that we'll always remember. Yeah. You know? So I'm I'm stoked. I was happy happy that I could be there to share that experience with you. Oh, dude, yeah, me too. It was just killer. Um. And I can't thank all of you guys that helped me out. I mean, it, it's everybody in general, whether it was talking to me ahead of time and getting me information and stuff. Uh, guys, even new guys, man, do your homework. Get out, scout, dude. Get to know the areas so that when it comes time, you can at least stand a fighting chance. Um, I, uh, I really, you know, I was still reading online and stuff and seeing all the people that were up in that hunt struggling to find any animals at all and yet you know they're everywhere up there like they're just oh, everywhere yeah you know it, it's get off the damn roads and get, get and do some walking i mean right. they're out um, if, if the four of us had tags we could have all tagged out in that one bowl no problem yeah. oh yeah it, it was just it was amazing how much was in there like yeah. we would you're 100 right we had all shot something yeah um, i mean it was just so many animals. <laughs> we ain't eating tag soup. I'm excited. Uh, you know, I feel like we all learned a little bit of bragging rights with that one, and it's uh <laughs> it was a good time for sure. I think we're just about our at our hour, which is what I like to keep these shows to. It's just about dinner time. Yep. So 
we're uh let's get this wrapped up and and we got to start planning for our next elk hunt in a couple of weeks so we'll have another podcast on that i'm sure but uh man just super super excited and and happy for you proud of you you did a kick-ass job i'm glad to uh like i said share that experience with you and i look forward to doing more with you bro oh totally 100 percent. i can't wait till the next time trav thank you so much man you guys out there in podcast land thanks for listening to me jibber jabber (laughs) (laughs) i like that jibber jabber all right guys hope you enjoyed the show until next time be safe keep shooting we'll see you all to match take care